Radio advertising is good. Why should you advertise on the Tam Talk Radio Network, AM 1340? Well, it's simple. We are a local radio station with local shows that target our local communities and local listeners. We have a variety of shows that cover a multitude of informative and interesting topics, such as automotive and boating, real estate and finance, health and medical, politics and law, sports and fishing, pet care, and more. While we are even home to Imus in the Morning, we also have shows about comedy, food and dining, religion, fashion, local community events and activities and a variety of music. Talk radio provides a listening format that appeals to a large cross-section of people. Whether you are in the car, at work, at home, everyone has a radio. And we are streamed live on the Internet. And past shows are podcasted so you, the listener, can play back your favorite shows over and over again. The possibilities are endless. So that, my listeners, is why you should advertise on the Tam Talk Radio Network, AM 1340. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72 plus another nine-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey listeners, welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And as usual, I'm your host, Robert. we got a great show tonight. we got great music, as usual. And Alan's sitting in with us tonight. Say hi, Alan. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? And uh, Lee, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, Robert. Thank you. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, hey just in case you guys uh, want to tune in, you can catch us at uh, Live Streamed on the Internet. Okay. If you're in, uh, I don't know, if you're in Beijing, China, or if you're in... Wherever, uh, wherever they got the internet. Wherever they got the internet, exactly. Right. So uh, go to Tantalk, T-A-N-Talk, 1340.com, and we are live. Lee, is the camera on? Yes, sir. All righty, good. Yeah. So now they can see our uh, cute little happy faces. Lee, uh, I mean, uh, Alan, wave to everybody. Hi. Yeah, you know. with my dirty hands. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Alan just popped in. He was working on the car, so he's got the... Uh, the, uh, I don't know. What was I'm bad. Dirty hands? The, well, no, no, but you got the uh, mechanics uh, attire on this evening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> got a jacket that covers everything dirty. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I look and, clean. Uh, also, yeah. hey, guys, check out our Facebook page. Uh, that's what it was, Nostalgic Radio and Cars on Facebook. And uh, let's see, what else we got going on? 
Um, nom, 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 nom. Oh, yeah, I want to do a little shout-out to my buddies over there at Hillman Garage. I was hanging out there today working on some stuff. So hi to uh, Pete and Greg and Joe, who had a really, really cool Boss 429. And uh, so uh, we'll see these guys next week at some of the car shows. Don't forget, tonight is open mic night at Naughty Nancy's. Okay, that's right behind us. Go ahead and give the, the uh, directions, Alan, so you're good at it. Okay, it's 700 Eldred Street, which no one knows what that means. So it's a quarter mile north of Drew Street on the Pinellas Trail in Clearwater. Yeah, and her phone number is 446-3717 for some really cool food. Go see Naughty Nancy's. And it's open mic night, so we'll be playing instruments there. You know, Lee will be over there with a the guitar. I'll be there with a ukulele or a harmonica or no, a Remember, tambor. tune your horn for the cold weather. Oh, yeah, tune your <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's see what else we got going on. Oh, yeah, testing tune night is uh, Sunshine Drag Strip over there. So a big hello to, uh, let's see, uh, who's out there? Uh, Sherry's out there, Mike's out there, and Hazley Hood. And uh, it's uh, just about time to grab some tools and uh, let's go fix something. What do we got? Uh, is that turntable working again? Uh, yeah, we got it fired up. Did it? It's okay. rolling. Got the needle fix. All right, let's uh, let's tune into some really cool songs. We got one coming at you. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. 
That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater. Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Okay, we're back. Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And if you're tuned in, we are at the 10Talk, was it 10Talk1340.com, live on the internet. Right. Anyway, so Alan, let's see. Let's go over a couple of uh, car shows coming up. We got, uh, I think it's the first, the second of January. You got Silver Springs. That's the big Mustang show. Yeah, the big Ford show. And Fords mm-hmm. in general, really. Fords in general. It's all Fords. Yeah, yeah Mustangs, Torinos, Cobras, anything, Tigers. You know, right. um, you name it, Galaxies. Yeah. And uh, and on the thirtieth of the month in uh, Sarasota, this is a really cool show. Alan, you need to go to that. There's like a thousand cars that show up there. It's called the Kaiser. Or the Devereux Kaiser Show. It's been going on for like 25 years. And it's at the Sarasota Square Mall. So you definitely want to check that out if you got anything cool. And the stuff that shows up there is from like 1900 to 2010. Anything with wheels and burns and gas. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, short of a horse-drawn wagon, it's, uh, it should be there. And then uh, Jerry Mullins is you know local guy down in Pinellas Park. He's got his big car show on the 5th of February. And then you were telling me about uh, what's going on in Filthy Parkway. Okay, Filthy Park, March 5th. March Mall 5th. The Club of America, the Florida chapter, is having their meet from 10 to 3. Uh-huh. So if you got any Volvo that's wore out or not, bring it over. Okay, drive, yeah. pull, push, pull. No, they no, all drive. They all drive. Okay. Yeah. Unlike a British car, like my TR6, we got to yeah. push once in a while. And push but, a lot. Yeah, but it's working fine now. So if anybody wants to buy a nice TR6, I've got one for sale. Give us a call here at the radio station or just send, an e- send us an email at golfstreamradio at gmail.com golfstreamradio at gmail.com and uh al let me tell you about some of that and lee too because lee's a big car guy aren't you lee he's from michigan he goes car what's a car (laughs) (laughs) anyway so we got uh some of the upcoming guests that should be on this show and uh we've got uh, peter clute from legends uh legendary motor cars you know tv show uh, I've got Doc Bundy coming on in, uh, sometime next month. Uh, big IMSA GT racer out of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Pete Brock, one of our favorites, who we right. know personally. You know, He's the guy that came up with the uh, Daytona Coupe for Carroll Shelby, which is the only car, only American car to ever win, what, the World Manufacturing Championship, right? right? Yeah. In 1965. And, of course, Carroll Shelby's famous quote was... Next year, Ferrari's Heine is mine. <laughs> so we kept it cleanly. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was going to get his Heine. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, depends who you talk to. He said that 45 years ago. So That's true. Know. That's true. Yeah. And uh, a guy that I met here in the past, this past weekend, we had the big PRI show, which is Performance Racing Industries. They had a huge show. So if you're a big motorhead and you're into racing and all that stuff, uh, Performance Racing Industries has a huge 
it's almost as big as SEMA. It's probably well, I'd say it's, it's probably half as big as SEMA, but it's all racing stuff. So you've got Edelbrock, you've got Holly, you've got uh, Simpson there, you've got all these guys with machine equipment. You got Miller, which uh, and Lincoln that do uh, you know welding equipment. You've got wheel manufacturers, weld wheeled. You've got brake companies. Brembo is there. Ford has a big display. Chrysler has a big display. Even Chevrolet, I don't, even General Motors has a big display there. But I had the honor and the pleasure of talking to Robert Yates. I thought I'd catch him just for a few minutes and say hi, you know. But he actually took the time to talk to me for about 30, 40 minutes. So he is going to come on the show. And he's going to talk about not the new stuff so much, but the old stuff. His home in the Moody days, which is going to be really cool and interesting. Okay. Uh, Dave Despain from Wind Tunnel. He's going to be coming on our show. Uh, we're going to have Ford Heacock of Heacock Insurance. We're going to do a deal with uh, – he's going to come on. We're going to do a big Q&A on classic car insurance and – all the uh, pros and cons, all that kind of stuff. Um, Peter Schutz, former president of Porsche, and I'm not talking Porsche of North America. I'm talking president of Porsche AG. Aktiengesellschaft Porsche, okay, in Germany, in Stuttgart. He will be coming on the show, okay, and he'll be talking about Porsches and all the stuff, some of the time that he was involved with Porsche in the 80s through the early 90s, and, uh, you know, rescuing the 911 from despair because they were going to phase that car out. And uh, and some of the technological stuff, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And for all you Harley-Davidson fans out there, um, Porsche designed the original Evo motor, which was changed a little bit, and the V-Rod, which is now in production. Yeah, that okay. bike is actually fast. That's fast. That's yeah. a Porsche on two wheels is what right. it is. Okay. And then we've got Bill Warner from uh, Amelia Island. He's going to be coming on the show. And we're going to be talking about not just Amelia Island, but some of his racing stuff and the collectible car stuff. So it should be pretty good stuff coming up. And uh, let's see. Well, let's see. What do we got fired up there? What's, let, what's going around and around on that turntable? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Real quick now. I have a really, really super guest coming on tonight. Okay. This guy, unlike a lot of the guests we've had in the past, this guy's a true muscle head or muscle car guy, car guy. I mean, car guy, car guy. He's, he's probably a contemporary, and I was, was probably a fair way to describe him, right? Because he's... You know, in the he's really in the cars like we are, but I mean more or less into the muscle cars, the street rods, the hot rods, uh, anything that goes around and around. It's got wheels, motors, motorcycles, tanks, trucks, all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, this guy has his own TV show, and you guys will definitely know who this guy is when I bring him on here in a few minutes. So uh, let's fire up that turntable real quick and do a couple of commercials, and then get our special guest of the evening on.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Okay, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we have a spectacular show tonight. In fact, the guy that's coming on, I, I don't even know if I can do him justice in, uh, on an intro. This guy has been around. I mean, he has a TV show, and as soon as I mention his name, and as soon as you hear the name of the show, you guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a lot of shows on. There's Overhaul, and there's... Uh, there's uh, trucks. There's uh, classic, cars. classic cars. There's yeah. all, but none Chasing of them. Classic cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but none of them are really as cool as a show. And I got to tell you, because this guy here is really into car cars, and he's very diverse. There's a huge cross section of stuff that he gets on his show, and he's got the really coolest projects sometimes. And right now, he's doing one of a project that's really dear to my heart. Alan, you know me. I'm a big Cougar guy. Yeah. And uh, and I had that GTE many many years ago. And of course, I'm a big Boss 429 fan. So without further ado. I would like to introduce our guest for the evening, the star of the TV show Gears, Stacy David. Stacy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> heck, Robert, that, that, that's a heck of a send-off, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can live up to that. Well, it's true though. You are the man. I mean, really, you know. <laughs> Well, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be on here, man. Thank pleasure you very much. Hey, you know what? I got to tell you, you know, and I got Alan with me, and Alan, say hi to Stacy. Hey, Stacy, how you doing? <laughs> and Alan, Alan, how you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good. Alan and I are, are true Mercury nuts. Okay, we've always been Cougar guys and uh, and Mustang guys, and uh, you know, you're doing this one project, and I I, I I I hastily have to get into this one because I think the V8 interceptor. We got it. We got your web page up right now. Okay, and yeah. uh, and we're looking at the schematics of the v, the interceptor, and this is going to be like a blue car lowered. Black vinyl top, spoiler on the back, but it kind of like the very rare uh, spoiler, like on a Firebird Trans Am. But actually, some of the, the Mercury's had a prototype example of that. And it looks like you've got, uh, what, like an injection coming through the hood on this one? <laughs> Come on, tell us. Tell us about the car. You are very good, man. I am impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. You're, lo- you're looking at the, um, at the rendering, aren't yeah, I'm you? looking at the rendering, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Basically, uh, you know, we started with, the, with it was a girl's car. And a lot of the Cougars were, as you know. I mean, yeah. they were a more of a high-class Mustang. They came with This car was loaded with air and power steering, power brakes. was bought new by a girl out in California in 67. And she had it until just a couple years ago, took it to Virginia, and got rid of it. And uh, so I got it from the guy that had it there. And, I mean, when we pulled it apart, we found letters to her mother and kind of the history of her life under the seats and stuff. It was really cool. And we kind of showed it on the show. And basically the idea was to take, you know, with a, with a thing like this, you know, a lot of people, if you got a Chevelle, if you've got a Camaro, if you've got a Mustang, and you start modifying it, the first thing that people do, if they've got a Mustang, they go, well, I'm going to do a Mach 1 clone. Or if you got a Chevelle, it's like, I'm going to do an SS clone. And there's nothing wrong with that, except that there's a lot of the real cars and the clones out there. And I want to try to encourage people to take a car and go, listen, this car's been out for 40 years, man. You're telling me that there's nothing that you can do to a Mustang or a Cougar or a, or a Camaro that wasn't done there, that doesn't have to do with SS stripes or something? Come on, those, you guys aren't thinking. There is so much out there now. And by taking a Cougar, you know, immediately everybody's like, well, you're going to do a clone of a, of a GTE or a... Eliminator. You know, or a... Or Eliminator, sure. And I said, no, because I've got one of the Eliminator wings. And I was like, no, there's a certain look that I want. And the, and the spoiler that I want to use on this was a 69 Trans Am, mm -hmm. a 69 GTO, or a 70 GSX, mm -hmm. where they close down on the ends. Right. And it's like that. So what I'm doing is taking one of those. I got them from year one, and it looks like I'm going to use the Trans Am one. Of course, it's going to have to be modified. But it's one of those things, and, and the cool thing is, it's 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 a Pontiac, which of course is now a dead market, a, a dead marquee too. You know, so it's kind of cool to be able to do this. It's got a little bit of Pontiac, a little bit of Mercury, you know, of, of cars that are no longer around, and uh, and encourage people to go kind of like we did when we were getting started. You used to go to junkyards and pull tail lights off of Impalas and whatever you could find. Well, you can't really do that as much anymore. So it's like, you know. You can go to like a year one catalog or a National Parts Depot catalog or, or an LMC truck catalog or something like that, and you can find this cool stuff, except you don't have to dig it out of a junkyard now. And you can still modify a car up, you know, kind of, kind of the same way. So that's what we're kind of pushing on. It's it's really been popular, though. I'm glad to hear you guys are Mercury guys, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I had the opportunity this past weekend. I was up at uh, PRI in Orlando, and John Akazi yeah. was there. So oh, isn't I, he cool? He's cool. I picked his brain because the Boss 429 is like the holy grail of Ford Motors. <laughs> I mean, the, oh, camera, yeah. the camera's cool, but the Boss 429, without a doubt, is the most impressive-looking big block out there, period. Sorry, Chevy guys. Yeah. Sorry, Mopar guys. Yeah. It really is. It's got that sculptured valve cover, and, uh, yeah. and they worked, and they worked. And uh, interesting. Well, you know, Go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Well, even the even the even the Chevy and the Mopar guys would would agree with you on how cool that engine was, and they realized, and that was kind of the thing we did on the show with this engine. You know, when when you were looking at, you know, Chevy had their big, you know, LS six and sevens and stuff, and and they they stand by themselves. Everybody knows how good they were, and of course the Hemi. Everybody knows what was going on there. Mm -hmm. And as you know, Ford, you know, their their FE engines, that was kind of old technology at the time. They were yes. getting the best they could out of that. But that's why they created the FE. They're like, okay, this is a really high-dollar thing. 
but we got something coming out for NASCAR and stuff. We're going to blow your mind. And that was the boss. And boy, when she's, did you, you look at the, the Cossie engine? You saw the intake ports on that sucker? Uh, yes. <laughs> they're, they're two and a quarter inches. <laughs> I, can, I can stick my, my hand in there. <laughs> well, hey, he, did you see my intake? Yes, that's there? the one that's sticking through, the, the one with the injectors on it? That's mine, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the first one. That, that's the reason I don't have it yet, because they had it out there at uh, BRI. <laughs> well, it's funny, because when I flipped the, 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 the rendering on, I'm looking at it, and I said, whoa, wait a minute, there's injectors. I said, that reminds me, Kazi said that was the only one, and he wouldn't, he, you know what, he wouldn't reveal the fact that that's the one you're going to use on the show. But now that you mentioned it, the cat's out of the bag. No pun intended. Cat, get it, kitty, cat, cougar. Uh, you know, <laughs> now uh, now we know what's going on. That is so impressive. That, now, yeah. Are those are those stacks and, just going to hang loose? Or are you going to have them covered up with a hood scoop? No, I'm going to have them wide open, and they're going to be as tall as as, as possible. You know, it, to, to, within reason that where they look good, because you know the whole idea behind this is that this car is not subtle. Mm-hmm. And in calling it something like the V8 Interceptor, we're basically saying, you know, it doesn't matter what you got, what you're driving, we're going to hunt you down. That's right. And we're, you know, nothing outruns the V8 Interceptor. We got you. you oh, know? really? Isn't it, isn't it the Cheetah that's <laughs> so the... That's a pretty, that was a pretty bold statement. So it has to, and, and also, you know, we're playing a little bit on the Mad Max thing. Yeah. So obviously he had a blower sticking out of the hood. I'm not going that route. So, I, but I have to have something sticking up out of the hood. Well, and nothing's cooler than injectors to me. No, and th- and this it really is. That that whole setup there was cool. In fact, Kazi's whole program with his Boss 429, the fact that he's got this whole top end setup that will go on a 429, uh-huh. you know, just really just kind of opens up a lot of. Uh, uh, a whole new market for those of us that are real big block fans, and now we've got something that's extremely competitive because he worked those heads out and took care of all the the details with the rocker shafts and, and the stands and all that because it's all incorporated into the head. So it's really really cool. Now is this car going to be uh, stick or automatic? Hopefully stick. Oh, it's a stick. Yeah, Good. it's got a six speed in it. Now, do you want to tell us a l- go into detail on this car? Or do you want to just kind of save it for the show a little bit? And we'll get onto some other stuff. How do you want to do this? No, we, can, big... uh, we can talk about it some. A lot of the stuff has been revealed on the show already. I've already okay. showed the transmission and stuff. The, the the biggest thing about this car, and, and one of the things that I really wanted to do, as you know, you guys have been around cars a bunch, mm-hmm. and especially 60s Fords. You know that the shock tower issue has always been an issue. Yes. You know, their shock towers protrude into the engine compartment more than any other muscle car of that right. era. And, you know, Chrysler got around it by just making their Challengers and Kudas so wide they could stick the Hemi in there. Yeah, bar <laughs> suspension, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, the Ford, it's always been a problem. Even when they came with a 390, you had a, a GTE, man. You know how tight that was. It took me two hours to change and the plugs. It takes 15 exactly. minutes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So getting rid of the shock towers was a big deal. And when Total Cost Involved came out with the kit that I used, uh, but Heights Hot Rod Shops got one. Uh, Schwartz Performance, which I think is right down in your area, has another option where they just have a whole frame that goes under there, and you just do away, you know, it just supports the whole unibody. That's another way to get around the whole shock tower issue, so you can open up that engine compartment and put something in there. And I wanted to do that because for years, you know, people have either done it or done it poorly or not really got around to it or not didn't think they want to do it or they didn't want to cut Fords up or whatever. And then with the advent of this engine, this engine will not fit unless you drastically cut the shock towers anyway. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like this is a perfect place to, to not only showcase this engine, but also showcase the issue that, that Ford guys have had since the beginning of getting a big engine in there. Exactly. And uh, they both went, you know, hand in hand, and this total cost involved suspension that I've got, I basically have a full frame under this car without cutting, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a really nice torque arm setup. It's, it's current, and uh, TCI took one of these setups out and beat everybody by two seconds on a road course last year. Oh wow! You know, and this is this is against all the, you know, all the good uh, systems that are out there, and um, so it's really a, this this thing's really going to handle. It's it's really going to drive. This is not something that's just going to come in and sit and look good at a car show. Now, what kind of wheels you know, and tires? Gonna... What kind of wheels and tires are you going to put on this thing? Well, I've got Goodyear's. I've got the uh, for tires. Uh, Goodyear's a sponsor of ours, and mm-hmm. I needed something that because I intend to run this car over two hundred miles an hour. Okay. That's part of what I want to do. I want to show the speedometer going over 200, just to show that it's possible with a car like this. You know, and of course it is. Now there'll be you know air dams and things like that, but as far as external modifications, there's not going to be a lot. You know, those cars are aerodynamic enough; they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, <laughs> I need the horsepower I've got to do it. But anyway, um, with the uh, with the scoops and everything that I'm trying to run on it. You know, I want to keep the, the look of the Cougar. I, 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 that's that's just the best-looking coupe, I think, that was ever made. 67, 68. You know, so You're exactly right. Yeah, cat. I just want to keep that look, man, mm-hmm. and uh, and take it out and run it. Now, you you're know? not going to make so, any... You're not going to modify the body at all on that. So you're going to keep the basically the contour, the quarters, the fenders, and because uh, they've got kind of they've got kind of bulgy fenders to begin with on a Cougar in a '68, '67. Yeah, um, I had uh, uh, I had thought about doing, and you know, I actually drew in a couple of you know Shelby style scoops down on the lower quarters and stuff, mm-hmm. and it looks good, but it starts to look too Shelby-ish, right? Which is is a great look, but that's that's a Mustang thing, right? So I'm I'm kind of kind of staying off that, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to make this thing really unique. Uh, as for wheels, I, I'm using shot wheels, mm-hmm. uh, and they are, uh, you know, they're a company that I hadn't really done much with, and they've got some of the best nostalgic modern wheels is the best way I can describe them. So what's the pattern, uh, what's the pattern going to look like on the, a, on the spoke? It, it, it's kind of a cross between an old... When you think of the whole Halibrand, oh okay, uh, almost the Cobra Halibrand, mm-hmm. but more modern. Okay, and it's kind of a cross between that and the five. You know, it's got the five square opening Halibrand. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's called their Mod Sport, okay. and shot is S C H O T T. Okay, and I tell you what, when we put because wheels, yeah, as you know, wheels and tires make or break a, a, a car to me. Exactly, and. And so it was like, you know, I could always put on Craigers. I could always put on, you know, American torque thrusts and all that stuff. But I, I want something more modern than that without being a big 20-inch, you know, dunk with your whole <laughs> you know, like, We know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. But I can so, tell you. And to me, you know, this is, this is just personal preference, but to me, anything bigger than an 18 on a classic muscle car, you start to – you got to be real careful with that. I right. I, I, you know, some of the stuff that Troy and Chip and those guys have done is good, mm-hmm. but some of it's a little much. Right. And um, so on this, I, I pretty much I, I did 18s on this thing. Are they 17s or 18s? I think they're eight. Now the 17s. 
June okay. the 17th, and there's a couple reasons for that. Um, first of all, that's about the biggest slick that I can get from Mickey Thompson that's on a 17-inch rim that will go to the right width. Because mm-hmm. I want to slap slicks on it from time to time and do some, some real times at the quarter mile. So that was an issue. Uh, I also wanted to make sure that I could get a, a you know, a tire that will run over 200 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And see, most of them start to get real big, big rims. So there was 17, 18 right in there that we were able to hit a nice fine line on it. And the, the stance of the car is astounding. I mean, it's just, man, I, I put the wheels on, I dropped it down when we were shooting, when we were shooting the show, and everybody was just like, holy crap, that is so cool. You know, because it, it's, it's lower just enough. You see just enough rubber. You know, the tires have about four inches to four and a half inches of, of sidewall showing. So it's not the little rubber band tires. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's still, like I said, it's a, it's the supercar, uh, you know, tire. So the car, the, their tires are they're approved over 200 miles an hour. Yeah, they're V-rated. Yeah. So, but it's got the or right, Z, whatever they are the now. right Z. look. So it was, you know, and I was, I was real concerned about wheels. I looked a long time for the right wheels. Well, I got to tell you, and I think Alan will have to agree with me. We're looking at the rendering right now, and the thing about it is, you're right. It's a su- subtle changes, but the car looks so close to its original configuration. It's and the car has stunning lines to begin with. The I will yeah. tell you, Stacy, you have done judging by the rendering so far, and I know the finished product will be great, but the. St- this is a stunning, a stunning-looking car. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Cougar fan, but the car really has clean lines. And just like, you know, you're going with the 17s or 18s, you're not overdoing it. The motor, the yeah. training combo, you're doing a fantastic job on this car. I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful, stunning. And it's it's not it's not radical, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's subtle yet effective. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it's- go ahead. You're going to have to drive it, man, when it's done. Well, now, you know, it's funny. You know, you referenced one time in one of your shows that you might do the Power Tour. Now, the Power Tour this year is in Florida and starts at Cape Canaveral. Are you going to be able to make it there? It's Cape Canaveral. You know, I, use, I usually do a little bit of Power Tour every year okay. you know, when it comes up through the Nashville area. I have never been able to do the whole Power Tour yet because of just scheduling. Right. But uh, I would love it, man. Uh, and but, if you guys are going to do it, because doesn't it come through Nashville this year? Uh, I think so, because it's on its way to Michigan. Well, if it does, you guys will have to drop by the shop and check it out and all that stuff. I don't think I'm going to have the car done by Power Tour. Because mm-hmm. I've got June. a bunch of stuff I still need to shoot on the show with it. Okay. It's getting ready to go into paint. You know, and that's that's going to take some time. Uh but um, I'll have some other stuff. I'll either have the 32 Roadster on there or, or something else. Well, now here, this brings, up, this, this brings up a question. Um, how, you know, and a lot of people want to know this, and I've always wanted them to know this, too, is how do you determine what is going to be the project on your show? What, uh, what, what's goes, well, how do you go through the process of determining what's going to be the feature car, what kind of project you're going to do, and then, and then how much time and effort goes into it, and, and what do you allot for, you know, uh, start to finish time, completion time on a project. Wow, that's a that's a hard one to answer. I'm going to do the best I can okay. because it, there's no pat answer on that. But it, it it's a great question because there's a there's a lot to it. Um, the biggest thing with that, uh, most of these projects take like the V8 Interceptor for example. Mm-hmm. That I've been kicking around on that thing for three or four years. Okay, you know I've been most of these projects, you know. I've been kind of cultivating in my head for a long time. Now, of course, they change a little bit 
you know, uh, the the Kasi engine just became available last year, so obviously I didn't know anything about that. But I knew I wanted to do something cool with the Cougar. Uh, what that cool would be, I hadn't quite laid out, but I knew. So the the preliminary planning was there. And so some of it has to do with, you know, when I saw the parts coming out in the aftermarket, like from TCI, and I knew that was going to be a big deal for Ford guys, you know, and all of a sudden this John Cossey stuff is coming. It's like, okay, this is the time to do one of these kind of deals. And, uh, you know, and the Cougar was, you know, the, the right car to do at the time. Um, there, there's a lot of aspects in that. Um, but really, when I, when I sit down and look at it, because it, you can talk yourself out of really cool stuff, and that's a problem that a lot of people get into. If you're a custom car builder, if you have a shop, if you're doing a show or whatever, if you let too many people or too many things sway you, because you can't please everybody, you, you, people will talk you out of it. And I've seen it happen. A guy will come in, he'll go, man, I, I just picked up a, you know, a 55 Chevy. I wanted it all my life, and I'm going to do a two-lane blacktop car. I've always wanted that car. I'm going to do it. And then you talk to him in two months, and he's pro-streeting it. And I'm like, well, what, what happened to two-lane blacktop? Well, you know, I talked to Johnny, and Johnny told me that, you know, two-lane blacktop, that's old, and, uh, you know, that's no good. Everybody's done that, and yeah, no good. And he said, you know, the thing right now is pro-street, and I want to do that. And I'm like, dude, I know your heart's not in it. Why are you doing that? Well, it's the thing to do, and it's worth more money, and you know whatever the excuses may be, and the guy ends up with a with a with a project he's not passionate about, his friends aren't passionate about, and he ends up just dumping it. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, with any of these projects, when I when I lay into them, I always look at it from a cool factor, based on first of all if I think it's cool, and then if other people would think it would be cool. You know, I have to balance that because I can't do just what I would want to do all the time. You know, I have to have to balance it with, you know, if I rolled in a Jag XKE and wanted to put a, you know, a Lycoming airplane engine in it, the Jaguar people would kill me. <laughs> you know, but, you know so you I think it's cool. Balance it with, you know, if, if I found a, you know, one of the last remaining seventy-one Hemi Cudas. And, you know, I decided to do a six-cylinder in it because I wanted to do a, something on a budget. That's goofy. And But there are people that try to do that just for the sake of being different or whatever. You know, Monster Garage tried to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it ended up just ticking people off. They're like, did you see that? They took that, that, that SS and they butchered it up. What was the matter with them? And... uh so uh, you know, I try to I try to balance it with things like that. But it's you know, there's a lot of things that contribute uh, to how you would do something on the show. The the economy, right? You know, what what's going on with the economy? What what do people want to see right now? Here's something that we're working on. That uh, for example, and I've been working on this for about two years now. I've been turned down by everybody. Uh, I went to Ford and I said, listen, guys. Let's come out with a Mustang, base Mustang, stick V8, primer gray. No one's ever come out with a primer gray car before from the factory. 10000 bucks, stripped. I said, you wouldn't be able to make them fast enough. Oh, no, we can't do that. So I go to Chrysler. Image. I said, I said, can we do this with the Challenger? Oh, no, no. The closest we can get is 
$25,000, you know, because they got to have this and that. I get turned down at Chevy with the Camaro, so I keep pushing this thing. Well, now I'm talking with Dodge again about a pickup, and it looks like this might happen. Oh, really? And what we're, lo- what we're looking to do is do a truck called the Little Red Wagon. Again. Okay. And yeah. the Little Red Wagon is just a little red short cab, I mean, regular cab, short bed, two-wheel drive truck with a Hemi, and everything else stripped off of it, 15000 bucks. And, and I'm talking not drive it right off the showroom floor. And now the price point's a little higher than I wanted, but I can understand. I said, if we can do it for fifteen, you still won't be able to make them fast enough. Just because the closest thing is the closest thing to that for a V eight pickup is twenty twenty three thousand dollars. And but getting the automotive guys to think see, they don't understand there's a recession going on. No. That's corporate you know, America, they're, though. They're still, they're they still the got their prices floor. like they were two years ago. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, hey, there's a reason we're not buying cars. So that, that – and see, that would constitute a big buildup. I told them, listen, if, I, if we could do this and get one of these trucks on the show, I'd do like a three-show buildup of this truck and show what it's capable of, and then I'd go out and run down some SS Camaros with it with a $15,000 pickup. <laughs> And with the stuff we could do for, with the aftermarket, with turbos and things, trust me, we'd outrun those Camaros or the or a Challenger or a, or a, or a Roush Mustang, whatever. What would be the projected you know, weight of a truck like that? I think that thing's probably, I don't know, it's probably 3,600 pounds. Okay, that's pretty light that for nowadays, definitely, yeah. Because light, less is better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, originally, I was trying to push for a four-wheel drive so we could do the old cyclone thing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you had all-wheel drive, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, man. you shot. would be doing some serious launches at the drag strip. But, you know, so but whether that'll happen, you know, like I said, so there's, there's, there's things like that. I, I try to keep a, a real even balance of vintage stuff, brand-new stuff, budget stuff, you know, and and then hardcore ground up things. Something like the V8 Interceptor, that's a ground up, full on custom thing, and people realize that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, that that'll take a couple seasons for me to finish that because I'm working on other things all the time, and so so people don't get bored with just watching that. Then I'll throw in something that's just a one show deal. It's uh, you know how to put uh, how to put a bed cover on or how to do something that's simple because. You know, you got to realize that if I if I just sat down all the time, I would love nothing more than just to build and fabricate stuff. Well, very few people have the tools, the time, or the ability to do that. That show would get old real quick. So, and I've, I've realized most of the people that watch these shows, guys that are listening to your radio show, you got a nice cross section of hardcore builders, and then a big, big group of just enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. These are guys that just like the cars. They may go out and buy a, a chrome-plated, you know, barefoot gas pedal. They may <laughs> stick a couple pair of dice on their, on their, you know. That's they're just learning. They're just getting into it, mm-hmm. and we have to cultivate those guys too. I mean, they're legitimate car people too, and so I have to roll in projects that appeal to them too. A lot of guys watch this with their wives, mm-hmm. and you start talking about cam specs 
and stuff for a long period of time, man, their eyes glaze over, and they're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah, they're looking so, for the bolt-on you know, stuff because that's instant gratification. Kind of yeah. like. Yeah, and it looks and good. You, uh, you know, just kind of keep that moving. So it, so it appeals to everybody. So, you know, once in a while I'll roll something that's like, okay, we're going to take a flat piece of steel, we're going to build a fender out of it. Well, that's cool, man. That, <laughs> that's most people art. aren't ever going to do that. But I, they at least want to see how you do it. Exactly. Well, but then once you, once you do that, well, you don't want to come back the next show and go, hey, we built a fender last week. This week we're going to build um, a seat. You know, it's like, okay, well, we saw you use the English wheel. We understand that. We understand that. Okay. I'm never going to build these things. What's on the other channel? Let's say what's going on. You know, that kind of deal. Right. Now, so you... Your your background now, and a lot of people probably aren't aware of that. But you actually, you're tell tell us briefly where you're from, and then how you got to. You're in Nashville right now, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. The I had. Um, I'm originally from Idaho. Oh, Idaho. I'm sorry. Grew up out there in Idaho, and uh, and then in the early '80s, I moved to Nashville. I was a professional guitar player for okay. a number of years here in Nashville. And uh, made a really good living at it. You know, I was on the road a bunch and worked at Opryland and, you know, played in a lot of on the sessions and had my own studio there and a bunch of stuff. And was always working on cars at the same time. I mean, that was a car nut. And matter of fact, uh, the cars always helped me. You know, I was, I was over here working at Opryland, and I had a 63 Corvette at the time. Of course, I had a lot of stuff at the time. I was at some crazy thing. But I found that these crazy cars, I could get into, like, the Grand Ole Opry and places like that without a parking pass. Oh. Because when I would, pull up, I would pull up to the gate, the guard would just wave me through. It's like, oh, here's that dude in the 63 vet. He obviously belongs here. <laughs> I mean, the car's cool, you know? It's just like, he must be with the band. <laughs> Carte blanche. Okay. So it was, it was a lot of fun, and I got... Um, you know, I got fairly well known for the cars and stuff that I was doing. And people would, you know, they'd start coming up going, hey, man, you know, where'd you get the car? And I said, well, you know, I built it. Well, man, can you build me something? And, uh, you know, I started doing things like that. And, of course, I was always building stuff and then eventually opened a shop, called the Rattle Trap, and started building, you know, custom vehicles for people. So, and, uh, so, our, so for our listeners, you really do work on the cars, and you really do build the cars, and you really do know how all this stuff goes together and comes together, don't you, David? Oh, or Stacey? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's that's what, one of the things that uh, we don't use any stunt wrenches on gears, as we call them. Okay, <laughs> stunt wrenches. i got to remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of the shows do. Uh, and, and the thing is, I mean, they have other reasons for doing it and stuff like that. Sometimes it's time. Or whatever, but to me, uh, and this was something that I established at the very beginning when I started doing trucks, it was like, I will not go on the air and say I did something that I did not do. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a lie. Because I grew up in shops. I mean, I grew up working in shops. And I saw a lot of people take credit for work they did not do. Mm-hmm. And I saw how that felt. I had mm-hmm. it happen to me when I was growing up and stuff. And it was like, I will never do that. That's a lie. You're You're stealing... Just like I would take money from you, if I take part of your reputation, you know, I saw the music business, people try to take credit for writing songs and things like that, playing on records, and it's crap. 
And, you know, people have to have integrity and say, listen, I did this or I did not do this. And uh, so when I started doing the shows, it was like, you know, if I'm going to go on the air and say I'm building these vehicles, I'm going to be building them. And anything that I don't do on the air, for example, I don't do hardly any of my own paint work anymore. I don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have a couple of guys. There's West Kentucky Collision that does a bunch of paint work for me. And I always give, you know, I say, listen, the guys at West Kentucky Collision, they did the paint work for me on this. Here's what they did. We'll do a little story on them. They get all the credit of doing that stuff. And, um, but there's, you know, that's, that's just how I choose to do it. Um, you know, that's, to me, that's very important. Now, do you still have, all right, I'm sorry. Do you still have like these cars? So you actually work on these cars over a period of time. So let's say like the intercept, you said that's going to be a couple different, uh, 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 series or, or show Mm -hmm. seasons. Then and you like you said you bring in this other stuff so you actually do all this stuff on these cars now do you have a shop outside of where the studio is or is this kind of like a, a two in one thing a studio and your shop that it's a studio and a shop when okay. when I built now I have a shop here at the house okay but it's just it's just kind of uh, <laughs> just holding junk right now <laughs> it's full of all kinds of stuff I kind of prep things here and then take them over you know to the main shop but when we when I when I went from trucks to gears, you know, we had, uh, there was a couple things that I wanted to do. When we, when we set up the shop, at gears, we didn't, or at, at trucks, we didn't really have a legitimate working shop, and we really didn't have a legitimate television studio. It was kind of a combination of both, you know. So when we built, we actually built the shop that we're in now. I, I got with my my guys, you know, as we were building a shop, and I said, listen, this needs to be, first of all, a legitimate working shop. Right. The right list. I said, this is how I want it. I want this, 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 and this. I need fans for ventilation. I need this, I need this, and this is what we're going to do. You know, and it needs to look like this. We weathered the walls. We made it look like the inside of an old train station or the inside of an old firehouse. I said, it needs to have this right attitude. We're not going to be inside of a prefab building. Mm-hmm. With fluorescent lights down there, we're, this is going to be cool. It's got to have character, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you know. That's what I would want to see. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other hand, it still needs to be a legitimate working television studio. So all the lights are on dimmers the way they need to be. We've got all the jibs and everything in there, so we can get the shots that we want and have them look from a from a TV standpoint. They're they're top quality, and. Um, and th- thus, we can, you know, if somebody comes in and wants to do a music video or something, we can rent out the studio if they want to shoot it, as long as they don't mind a bunch of cars in the background. That's cool. Hey, Stacy, we're running just about out of time here, but would you do me okay. a favor? Would you come back on the air? Because I know this is going to be a multi-part, and of course, we want to get you back. See, that way you become one of our official alumni, Nostalgic Radio and Cars alumni. So, uh, but go <laughs> ahead and pitch your, your, your show real quick and pitch your website real quick while I got you on the air so our listeners can hear it directly from you. Okay. We're on, uh, our main time is on every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock Central Time. And it's on speed, uh, like I said, at 8 o'clock Central Time uh, on Saturday mornings. Now, they're also playing us at prime t- on prime time throughout this month at 7 o'clock at night, every night. And they're doing a lot of marathons on Sundays and Fridays. And you know, over Christmas, they're going to do a marathon. That's so like six hours of gear. So they... You know, they've got all five seasons, so they, they're playing all this stuff. So if you've missed a bunch of them, 
you can you can pick that stuff up. Uh, you know, speed is playing the show a lot, which is just great for us. So, oh, one more thing, real quick. We got we, we got just, thirty seconds. <laughs> we've Go just ahead. launched a national model car building contest with Ravel Models. You can get information on our website, GearsTV.com or StacyDavid.com. You guys need to join. Okay, I'll do great prizes. Stacy, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's a great show. Everybody tune in to Gears. Remember now, he just gave you the time on Saturdays. And uh, Stacy, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, sorry to cut it short, but you know, it's, it's like racing. You know, it's like the race is over. But, <laughs> if, but anyway, I'm going to watch this project, and uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, guys and girls, tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars next week, same time, same station. And uh, we're out of here because we're going to uh, Nutty Nancy's for... Hey, since you're a musician, Stacy, we do open mic night and play musical instruments next door. Too bad you're not here. You can go hang out with oh, us. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's every Wednesday night right after the show. We go to Nutty Nancy's for open mic night. And we play guitars and tambourines and ukuleles and Whatever all kinds of cool stuff. Bring. So we're out five, of here in 10 seconds. Anyway, Stacy, thanks for coming on the five. show. We'll see you in the future. See you, Stacey. Maybe the power tour. I found it.